All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. How long did it take the Oilers to blow their lead against the New Jersey Devils last night? Well, about as long as it's taken me to do this intro. 7.41 seconds. Let's get to the lead. That hockey game was fun for like 55 minutes. It was wildly entertaining. The Oilers brought it. They played really well. They're the first team this year to put up 25 plus shots on goal on the New Jersey Devils. And yet we're sitting here empty handed. No points to show for it. The Oilers lose 4-3 in regulation. We'll break it all down today on Oilers Nation every day. As always, coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. They've outfitted us with this nice Oilers third jersey, the vintage hoodie, the new hat as well. You can check it all out, sportscloset.ca. If you're from out of town, you can order it in. Also, three locations in the Edmonton area. You know them. You love them. St. Albert, Short Park, and Kingsway. Mall 4-3, the final last night. The Oilers with, I mean, we'll call it a choke job, but if we're being honest, that's probably a little bit too harsh 
of a statement. I thought they played really well. I thought they very easily could have put that game away earlier in the third period with multiple chances. Zach Hyman, I think, had three shots in the third period. Connor McDavid had a couple of rushes. Cody Ceci somehow missed a wide open net on a two-on-one. Not that you ever really blame a guy like Cody Ceci for not being able to finish off his chances. And Evan Bouchard got absolutely robbed by Vitek Vanacek. It happens. Sometimes you run into a hot goalie. Sometimes you take your foot off the gas against a good team and it bites you in the ass. Last night, there were a lot of people who were very upset about the way that third period played out. And I get it. In the moment, it's frustrating. It sucks. That was two points that they very easily could have had. They definitely should have had. And they walk away from the game with nothing. It's really, really frustrating in the moment. But I think most fans, I would hope at least, can wake up this morning Take a look at the standings. Go, hey, the Oilers are 7-4. and four. It's a pretty good spot to be in. Hey, that was a good game last night. A bunch of you in the chat yesterday said the Devils aren't going to be able to keep up this level of play. The Devils aren't actually this good. They are that good. And I hope you saw that last night. That blue line, while maybe it doesn't have a lot of household names outside of a guy like Dougie Hamilton, they're legit. Jonas Siegenthaler was good last night. Hamilton had a zillion shots on net. That blue line is solid. They're getting decent goaltending, and their forward depth is surprisingly good. Miles Woods playing on their fourth line. He scored two goals last night. That Devils team is legit, and I don't think people should be viewing a loss to the New Jersey Devils the same that they would view a loss to, I don't know, if they would have lost to Chicago or even the loss to Buffalo because I think those two teams are on different levels as well. That's a really damn good hockey team that they have there in New Jersey, and the Oilers skated with them, played with them, Matt Larkin did it on Daily Faceoff Live, went as far as to wonder, maybe the Devils and the Oilers was a Stanley Cup preview here in early November. It could be if the Devils get goaltending. I'm telling you, they're that good. Um, and the Oilers played with them. And the Oilers probably, I mean, deserved is a weird word, but I thought they very easily could have won that game. They didn't. I'm not freaking out about it, though. Blowing three-goal leads suck, but let's chill with the overreactions. They've had worse games. Someone was tweeting me yesterday because I said it was an entertaining game. I said, wow, what a wildly entertaining evening of hockey. Because it was the back and forth action. Think about that goal where Devils are coming down the other way. Nurse makes a great play, his best play of the season. And I'm counting his goals that he's scored in that. His best play of the year. Sliding, breaking up that play. Boom, play goes back the other way. Back of the net, Oilers score. Fourth line contributed with a goal. That's a big plus. That game was entertaining, and someone was tweeting me, what are you talking about entertaining? Watching the Oilers play like shit isn't entertaining. Blah, 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 blah. That was a fun hockey game. Yes, the Oilers didn't get the result, but they played good against a good team, and you were on the edge of your seat for the entire two and a half hours, two hours and 40 minutes. I'm not upset with that loss. Give me your take. We're live on the Nation Network YouTube. I'm reading the chat right now. We'll get Liam's take in just a second here as well. Rusty was in before the show started, said tough loss last night. The Devils played extremely well. The Oilers just couldn't bury the chances they got. Fun game to watch, though. New win streak starts on Saturday. Bang on, Rusty. And you know what? I think that's a good point. He brought up the win streak. If the Oilers had lost four games in a row and blew that game last night, I'd be livid. I'd be mad. I'd be saying, hey, not a playoff team if you can't hold on to leads like that. But they were on a five-game heater. They are looking great. They had a bad five-minute stretch. 
I don't think that's the end of the world. Uh, McKay says, didn't mind how the Oilers played, but they could have scored a couple times and obviously could have tightened up the D. I wouldn't blame much on Stu. I wouldn't blame much on Stu either. Rusty says the only one he wants back is the third one. I think you're bang on with that. We'll see uh, the goal here that put them or tied the game. Yeah, like Skinner's going to want that one back. It barely squeaks through. It's a guy who's falling down at the top of the circles who gets a wrister off. You want that one back. Sure. The Brat one, I mean, what what is Skinner going to do? There's nothing he can do about this one. It's just that the D got caught flat-footed. Maybe you could say Woodcroft. I think we have the highlight up here. I think you could say maybe Woodcroft shouldn't have gone with Niemalainen and Barry in that situation. You know, you just gave up the tying goal. You probably want a bit more of a calming presence on the ice. I, I would think you go with a more veteran experience duo there, a more dependable duo is maybe the better way to put that. So, you know, maybe a mistake from Woodcroft in that situation. But again, you're not sitting there being like, ah, oh, watch, we're going to get lit up two times in seven seconds here. Dreisaitl was taking the draw. He was flat-footed after he lost the draw. He didn't come back at all. Whatever. That's life. Well, let's bring in our boy Liam here for a quick take. Uh, also, our friend Bag Milk's going to stop by right away for the bro-down. But Liam, uh, you've heard me rant and riff about this game. For everyone saying they can't finish their third in goals per game, for everyone saying that's an unacceptable loss, they're second in the Pacific Division. Do you see any reason to freak out about that loss last night? No, not not particularly. Like, obviously, you don't want to blow leads in games, especially at home. Like, it's not great. And in seven seconds, that's uh, sounds yeah. like a recipe for disaster, which it, it truly was. But I I wouldn't worry too much. Like, sometimes things aren't going to go your way. There's 82 games in a season. No team has ever gone 82 and 0 for a reason. New Jersey is a very good team. I said it on the show yesterday. This is probably the best team the Oilers have faced this season. A lot of people said Carolina, but at that time going into that game, Carolina hadn't played a team like the Oilers. New Jersey yep. is pretty battle-tested right now, and they've done a really good job. And, you know, they've got a lot of talent on that team. Dougie Hamilton, Nico Heesha, Jesper Bratt, Jack Hughes is another one. Like, this isn't something to be ashamed of if you're an Oilers fan or an Oilers player. Like, New Jersey's going to be good. we got to get used to that, I think, and we don't see them very often. But there, there was chances in that game where you're like, ah, you know, the Yamamoto one, for example, I, I do think if Yamamoto had a bit more confidence in him, that probably would have gone in. Or, yeah. you know, there's, there was a bunch of ones, even the Evander came on where he drew the penalty, then he, I believe he missed the net. There was there was just so many chances, like dry sidle at the end of the period too. Like, sometimes it just happens and you got to respect your opponent. Like I said, New Jersey's a good team. The Oilers are a good team. You're not going to win every single night. Tyson says, too many missed grade A chances. If they bury them, he mentions Yamamoto and Cody Cece. We have a very different outcome. Add Bouchard into that list, too. Add Zach Hyman into that list. He had a couple of great looks in front of the net. Even the one at the end of the second period would have changed it. Yeah, like if you finish your chances, you win that game. Some nights, the goalie stands on his head. Unfortunately, that's happened a few times to the Oilers. That's life. Chris says, uh, you can't let teams take 40-plus shots on the goalie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's not likely that's not a recipe for success, but it's not like the Oilers have been making a habit of that. They have been probably giving up more shots than you'd like, but they gave up 43 to the Devils, 42 to the Flames twice, and 40 to the Canes. Every other game's been under 40. And in this instance, against the Devils, guess what? They've been putting up 40 shots against everyone. They put up 53 against Columbus, 43 against the Islanders, 43 against the Oilers, 41 against the Ducks, 41 against the Capitals, 41 against the Red Wings, 39 against the Red Wings. 
Like they've been right up around that 40 goal mark heading into that game. They were averaging over 40 shots a game. Like the devils did what the devils have been doing for the entire first three weeks of this season. So again, like guitar maniacs, this isn't basketball. No matter how good your players are, no team's ever going to go 73 and nine. And I thought about that last night too. You know, again, when people were in my mentions telling me I'm an idiot for saying I was entertained by the game, which was hilarious. I was just sitting there like, Hey, if you're going to be, and I, I love, love the diehard energy. Don't get me wrong. That is great. That is what makes Oilers fans a ton of fun to be around. That's what makes Oilers nation what it is. If the Oilers are going to be a 104 point team, which is what they were last year, they're going to lose 30 times this year. If you're going to sit there and freak out and lose your mind on every loss, there's going to be 30 really, really long nights for you. Last night was one of those games. Again, if they, if they blew that against, Anaheim if they blew that against Arizona Chicago whoever I'd be like yeah that's a problem sometimes good teams just get you and the devil's got them and as Marshawn Lynch says you just got to get yours before you get got and last night the Oilers got got on Saturday they got to make sure they can get theirs am I right Liam come on it's a good Marshawn I was Lynch not quote. expecting a Marshawn Lynch quote on the show today so that caught me off guard but it's true like you can't win them all you know like and you know what if I did like, win. actually? What's that? Is we talked about my key to the game yesterday was I said, hey, just buy into the chaos factor. The Devils thrive off like a good system, right? They're very good at five on five. Lindy Ruff has them playing very structured. I said, just go pure chaos running gun and see if you can beat them. And to the Oilers credit, they did that. And to the mm -hmm. Devils credit, they adapted surprisingly well. I thought the uh, the first goal by McDavid was very Oilers-like in the chaos factor where CC, CC gets burnt because he's flat-footed, then it turns into a two-on-one, Nurse intercepts it, then it goes up the other end and McDavid scores. It's just kind of, I feel like that's very much Edmonton Oilers hockey and yeah, just buy into the chaos and they played well for basically the entire game besides that seven seconds. So let's just, yeah, let's not blow this out of the lead. What, what did you say the Lynch was? What Lynch quote was? You got to get before you get You got to get yours before you get got or something like that. I don't know. I forget what I said already. T-shirt idea perhaps. Yeah, maybe that's a nation gear idea. Kennedy, get on it. Uh, all right, it is Friday here on Oilers Nation every day. And when it's Friday, you know what that means. We get to our boy bagged milk with the bro down. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right i'll do it. sign up now and you'll get unlimited for 15 dollars a month in six months of paramount plus essential plan on us mintmobile.com slash switch upfront payment of 45 dollars, equivalent to 15 dollars per month unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month face lower speeds videos at 480p active mint customers by 531 24 get six months of paramount plus essential plan auto renews after six months offer ends may 31st 2024 separate paramount plus registration required terms and conditions apply if rated pg millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's Friday, so you know what that means? It's time for the bro down with bag milk. Yes, that's what I just said. The Brodown with Bag Milk is brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. You can find them online, cornerstoneins.ca. They are local. They are a proud teammate of Oilers Nation. And when Bag Milk's cruising in the Alpha or I'm chugging along in the Nation truck, Cornerstone Insurance has our back. Am I right, Bag Milk? Of course. Of course. The only insurance agency you could ever need. They've got everything you everything you need to cover yourself, Tyler. 100%. Shout out to my guy. Shout out to my guy, Bill. Uh, all right. Last night, the Oilers could have used um, another insurance marker, I suppose. How did you feel about that loss last night? Um, well, I was listening to you and Liam talk before I came in, and were people really that upset about it? There were a few people last night on Twitter who were like just mad that they blew the lead, unacceptable, all of that kind of stuff. I didn't, I just, they lost to a good team. Sometimes you let your foot off the gas, it bites you in the ass. I like to think that's a lesson they just learned last night. Yeah, I mean, like, I was with you. That was a really entertaining hockey game. And unfortunately, the Oilers just came out on the wrong side of it. If we're going to nitpick a little bit, which sounds like that's what we're doing, the Oilers could have won that hockey game had they cashed in any of the what? five, six, seven grade-A chances they had in the third period. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of those things where sometimes you got to tip your cap to a goaltender who just kind of came in in relief. Vanacek came in in relief when Blackwood left, and he played really well. Outside of that one goal, he gave up almost immediately on the power play when he was still cold. The dude was lights out. And I think about the Yamamoto one you mentioned. The, the most obvious one was Cody Cece had a tap-in, and somehow it went three foot wide, three feet wide. I have no idea how that happened, but I don't think this is anything to get overly rattled about outside of maybe... Obviously, you want your want the others to do a better job in the third period when they're up by two of closing out a game, but sometimes that's going to happen. Sometimes it's going to happen, and unfortunately, the New Jersey Devils got 17 shots in the third period, and too many of them went in. What are you going to do? Kyler Yamamoto missed a great chance. That guy may never score again. Like I feel for him. He's snake bit. He's fumbling the puck. He's clearly lacking confidence. He's nowhere near the player he was towards the end of last season. The snake bite is real with Yamo right now. He's getting all kinds of chances and he just cannot sink anything. He's in a spot right now, kind of just, he needs somebody to bank one in off his ass or something like that just to get a little positive mojo going because he's had some absolute beauty chances lately and nothing is going in for the guy. Yeah. Um, Another guy up front who I'm torn on this one and I want to have, this is where I want our conversation to go for the next few minutes. It's Dylan Holloway. He keeps making poor decisions with the puck at times. He's turning over a lot of pucks, but then he makes it. Was that a little Frank toy squeak? Yeah, Frank's got a squeaker toy, and of course he brings it into the room as soon as I jump on with you. Well, he's probably he's probably also very passionate about Dylan Holloway. Anyways, he plays four minutes and 35 seconds last night, the least amongst any Oilers player. He makes a great play in the offensive zone that eventually leads to the Derek Ryan goal. He also had a brutal turnover that led to the first Miles Wood goal. 
I don't know. I honestly don't know what they should do with this guy because I see the value in having him in the lineup. I see the value in letting him gain confidence at the NHL level. But then I sit there and I go, why are you letting a first-round pick play four and a half minutes on the fourth line when he could be playing 20-plus in Bakersfield? I just wrote about Dylan Holloway at OthersNation.com just, you know, 30 minutes ago. And to me, he's averaging just over seven minutes a night. Last night, like you said, four, four and a half brutal giveaway on the first uh, New Jersey goal, but he's trying stuff, you know, and with a young skilled player, he's going to make mistakes like that. And you, th- there's two options really for the Oilers. You let him work through it at the NHL level, or my preference would be that he goes back to Bakersfield and instead of playing four and a half minutes, he's playing 20 plus minutes in all situations. You can't tell me him going to Bakersfield, getting a little bit of confidence back, being a big fish in a small, pan is, uh, small pond is going to hurt his development at this stage. I just... I would rather have somebody else playing those fourth line minutes uh, than Holloway just sitting there with the best seat in the house. I think that this is a player that's going to be very important for the Oilers. He already is. And that's why I think just let him develop, let him play because right now you're not getting the most out of him and you're not even using him all that much. So I think it's kind of a waste right now. I get the angle that there's some value in practicing with the NHL club, but I would also counter by saying there's probably equal or more value in him playing a lot of minutes in all situations. And Patrick brings up, you know, I think an interesting counterpoint to what me and you have said. He goes, but that line is producing. Derek Ryan has goals in back-to-back games. Why change things that have given us a 5-1-0 record? And I think it's one of those, this is how I've worded it in the past. If you think Dylan Holloway over Brad Malone is like 10% better, 15% better, like Holloway is the better player. Okay, if this was April or round one of the playoffs, I'd be like, yep, you you put your best players in the lineup. Right now, I think there needs to be a little bit of, okay, maybe he gives us, you know, this little bit of a better chance to win a hockey game, but it's not good for his development, his future. He's a first-round pick. You you want this guy to be a member of your top six for the next decade. You need to prioritize that over that little slight advantage he might give you over a guy like Malone and prioritize Holloway's development a little bit. Yeah, I just like we're still in November and I'm with you. Like if this was a playoff run and they need some skill and they need an influx of skill, Holloway makes a world of sense. But right now the others are still winning. I just think it's better for him to get slow played a little bit because what like, yes, he's got a couple of assists now and he's making the odd play here and there, but he's also coughing up some pretty costly giveaways that are ending up in the back of his net. If he does that down with the Bakersfield Condors, nobody cares. But the Edmonton Oilers are in win now mode. They can't be giving up goals like what happened last night in the first one uh, against New Jersey. So I just think that he's got to learn and it's going to take him some time. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't really understand why he has to be here right now, especially because he's playing so few minutes. Yeah, sure. The fourth line is getting some stuff done from time to time, but like you said, is Brad Malone really going to sink that line? If it's him over Holloway, I don't think so. How can they get uh, Matthias Janmark up here? Like they signed him for a reason. I know they've got cap issues they need to navigate to make that work, but at some point you have to try and figure it out. I just think you won't be able to convince me, at least at this point, until Holloway gets elevated in the lineup and actually plays with skilled players regularly, that having him in the NHL lineup is more valuable to his personal development or the team overall long-term than having him in Bakersfield. Uh, The captain, Ryan Felton, 
checking in. Uh, he says, send to Baco, get his confidence up and more playing time. Chris says, give Hamblin a look and give Hollywood more time to develop. The one guy who's actually is interesting to me, Big Milk, is Tyler Benson. Daniel Nugent Bowman is saying he's skating in place of Evander Kane today at practice. I mean, obviously that just means Kane's day-to-day or whatever, but it also means Benson's probably getting close to being able to return. And he had a good preseason. Maybe Tyler Benson's a guy who, once he's healthy, he takes that Holloway spot. He gives you a little bit of offense on that fourth line. And maybe that's what needs to happen to trigger Holloway being sent down. That is a great fit. Tyler Benson in that spot is a great fit because like you said, he's skilled. He can move the puck. He's got a little bit of sandpaper to his game that he's developed over the last couple of years. He's got his at-bats in the AHL, had a really solid training camp, and it was almost unfortunate that he got hurt because I was curious to see how the others were going to handle him anyway. I think that is a great spot for Tyler Benson to come in. And then it just lets Holloway go down. It's quiet. He can get some confidence. He can score some goals. He can get recalled in January when he's feeling good about his game. And we're going to be much better off down the stretch. Patrick says, maybe you trade Yamamoto for Susie, open up the second line for Holloway. I think that's a not good idea. (laughs) Selling players on cold streaks is generally not a good way to do business. Yamamoto's taking some heat, hey? Like, it's interesting how this is going. I do too because the snake bite is real. It's almost one of those ones yeah. where we have to head out into the streets and find a sacrifice for the kid because he's do- putting the work in. He's grinding. There was a the other night when Evander Kane got a hat trick against Nashville. One of those goals came as a result of some great Yamamoto hustle and forechecking. But unfortunately, he's not getting the luck when it comes to actually putting the puck in the net. So I, I'm with you. I feel for Yamo. I feel like he's always been a streaky scorer, but he really needs one just to get some confidence going. Got to get the monkey off his back somehow. Two more for you. Um, is there anything more unhinged than learning about the fact Waz had never had an alcoholic Caesar and he'd just been drinking virgin Caesars his whole life? That was one of the weirdest revelations that came from Twitter last night was Waz is like, hey, bag milk, I'm having a Caesar at the game. And I'm like, I'm proud of you, buddy. And he's like, well, before I would have virgin Caesars at my old job and they would sneak them to me. I'm like, what? Like the whole thing was odd to me. Like, listen, I'm a huge Caesar guy. I love them. They're delicious. I could drink a pile of them right now. But to me, if there's no business end of the Caesar, meaning the alcohol, that's not what I'm going for as a drink of choice, you know? I want to like Caesars and I there's so many days where I'll sit there and like I'll be like damn this is the time when Caesar drinkers thrive like Sunday morning watching football or something like that I'd love I want to love them so bad because I want to be a guy who like makes my own at home and all that I just can't I can't do it I don't know why I think that you just kind of got to force a couple of down I don't know like when you started drinking beer for the first time there's no way you like the taste right no, I actually, I've told this story on real life before. I remember the first time like I ever like drank beer, like went to a party with my buddies. I got my sister to buy it for me and she bought me Rickard's Red, which is like not, it's a good <laughs> beer a, now, but <laughs> that's a terrible that's starter one. beer. Yeah, that's yeah. an aggressive one for your first beers. I don't think I touched like, beer I again think- for like six months. I think you need to treat it like that. I think that once you have, like, go to a place that has a good Caesar, like a really good one, or I'll even make you one. I make great Caesars. You just get a couple of them in, you develop the taste, and all of a sudden it's Sunday morning, like you said, you're watching football, having brunch, and the Caesars just start flowing. They're magical. So, yeah, was finally discovering that adding alcohol into the Caesar is better was a revelation I did not expect to see coming last night. 
Uh, that's good. Uh, have you had a chance to dig into the new Drake album? Oh, buddy, I've been listening to it all morning. It's slap. It's so good. This thing is so good. It is so, so good. So good. Uh, major After... distribution, a favorite track so far. Circo Loco, I love. Broke Boys is great. There's just jam after jam on this thing. I love it. I'm yeah, still mad Circo about yesterday, Loco. though, Tyler. If you listen, if you listen to Real Life yesterday, you learned that Aubrey bamboozled me with some deep fake videos. So I'm still mad at him, but he's getting back into my good graces with the song. Yeah, Rich Flex, legit. I think Circo Loco is probably the best song on the album. Um, Broke Boys is really good. More M's is really good. The whole thing, it's, I think it's no skips. It's unreal. McKay agrees too. He says, Drake album's so good, Tyler. I agree, 100%. Well, we got listening for the weekend. Maybe I'll dig into a Caesar or something, but you feel better, Bag Milk. I know you've been under the weather. Yeah, day three has been a grind, buddy. This is the worst day of the fall, so I'm hoping that uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel here. All right, sounds good. Have a good, uh, have a good weekend, buddy, and we'll chat soon. Yep, talk to you later. All right, let's get into the wrap for today's show. I want to bring in Liam for a quick take before we get to our betting. Liam, some people are saying we should bring up Klim Costin to play on the fourth line. You're our resident prospect guy. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of an idea is that? Uh, probably about a 2 at yeah. most he's he's not ready yet he's like minus six on the season so far through like six or seven games he's he's just not feeling himself at the moment i think eventually he'll he'll be able to contribute but they are there's a lot of better options in bakersfield right now you know what uh you know what would be a good idea someone who's due to make their show debut is our friend ryan holt condor's play-by-play -play guy um I, I think ryan holt might be due for a little hit next week maybe we'll chat some bakersfield condors next year nice job with the poll asking the people in the chat if they like caesar's liam i like this idea from bobby uh just on the topic of yamamoto Maybe you try him as the net front guy on the power play just to give him a couple PP looks until he uh, puts one in. Pull off Kane or Hyman, make him the net front guy. The power play is mostly run by 93, 29, and 97. And I actually don't think it's that poor of an idea. You know, he's, right now it feels like Yamamoto's in a spot where he needs one to go off his ass and then he'll get his mojo back. Yeah, he's one of those guys, isn't he? Like, we all know what Yamamoto is. He's a streaky scoring forward who can contribute in other ways other than scoring. But yeah, like, put him on the power play. Like, the guys, other than these kind of three guys who run it, right? Like, he doesn't even need to do anything. Just stand there and yeah. get, your, get your blade on the end of a shot, and hopefully it goes in, and maybe... Maybe that's what gets him going. But yeah, like you said, like, he just needs, he just needs something. To, to work for him but bag milk said it as well like he did really well on that one goal the other day to and you kind of hope that will get the juices flowing i think it's going to come from we just got to be patient and hold out but people suggesting trading him i don't think that's a, a great idea at the moment it doesn't make the others better trading yamamoto away no like they still need that forward depth i wouldn't move them at all uh chris says last year's power play two was firing nicely and it disappeared this year they're kind of going back to not giving them a ton of ice time though right like we're not seeing a lot of that top line jumping off after a minute like when that second lot unit's getting time it's kind of for the last like eight seconds yeah they're not they're not playing a lot i think we actually saw who they play the other day whoever it was at home nashville we saw them a, like a little bit more but also, when you have the two best players in the world, they should just play the entire power play. Like, yeah. you're, you're an advantage. Just play your advantage. Yeah, 
hundred percent. Uh, let's get to our betting for today, courtesy of our friends over at Betway. Liam, you're riding a nice hot streak. Zach Hyman, our guy, picking up over three and a half shots on goal yesterday. Did a very nice plus one twenty five. So, what do you got tonight? Yeah, we went two and zero again yesterday with uh, the McDavid power play point two, and then um, also. What was the other one we had? McDavid shots. We went for McDavid yesterday. So it is a low plate tonight in the NHL. There is one, mm-hmm. one game this evening. There's one game going on right now. I believe it's in Finland. I think they're in Finland. It's, in Finland, it's yeah. one one nothing Columbus last time I checked as we speak playing Colorado. So we've been I've been pretty hot. I think I've only lost two bets this week. So I'm I'm gonna try and keep the spice alive and go with Tage Thompson. Two points tonight or more against Carolina. He is probably the hottest player in the league right now. What does he have, like nine, ten points, something like that in three games? So hopefully that keeps going tonight, get a couple more. And then also the over. This is hitting three straight games for Buffalo and three of the last four for the Carolina Hurricanes. So hopefully we'll see a lot of goals tonight in the one game in the NHL this evening. I'm with you. I love the over at minus 110 or minus 112 there. I agree with you. Three of the last four for each of these teams. Like you said, three straight for Buffalo. The over is one of my recommended plays. Also, the Martin Natchez shot prop. It's set at two and a half. It's paying minus 120. He's hit this thing in four of his last five and crushed it in a few of those games. Natchez is playing unreal. The Sabres are prone to giving up a lot of shots on goal. I think he's a guy who could fire off three easily tonight. Yeah, Natchez, I think he's also just one of the hottest players in the league right now, too. So he's he's feeling himself, that's for sure. Any NFL picks quickly? Yes, I do. Remember, in the last three weeks, I am up 5.1 units on my NFL plays. I'm giving a teaser, a spread, and a player prop. My teaser said I'm taking the Buffalo Bills, or this weekend, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills against the Jets, teasing the Bills down to minus 5.5, and and then I'm teasing the Bengals down to minus 1 and playing those two together. My favorite spread bet this week is the Vikings minus 3 against the Commanders. Yes, Taylor Heineke, great story, all of that. But I think Minnesota, I know Minnesota is a good team. They should be able to cover that three, even though they're on the road. And the two player props I like, I actually have four NFL plays. Stephon Diggs over 79 and a half. He crushes this pretty much every week. If the books aren't going to adjust, I'm going to keep making money off it. I don't think the Jets are that good of a team. T. Higgins over 74 and a half. No Jamar Chase. It wasn't a great Monday night for Higgins and the guys, but I think uh, they'll be hungry to bounce back. I think Burrow gets the arm going in that matchup. So, Teaser of Bills and Bengals, Vikings on the spread, Diggs and Higgins over their receiving props. I'm going to go with the Packers over the Lions, three and a half. The Lions and you're stink, a Lions guy. Trust me. Yeah, and I'm a Lions guy, and we just traded our best player to our, one of our rivals, so that's that for an upgraded second-round pick. That's for another show. Uh, so I'll go Green Bay spread, three and a half. Lions stink. They want to stink. Let them stink. Um, I'm going to go with the division leaders, the Atlanta Falcons, plus three on the spread. They play the Chargers, and the Chargers' whole receiving core is watching from the stands on Sunday. So this could be a game where the Falcons can maybe take a little bit of an advantage. I might even look at the money line a little bit, depending on how things go the next couple of days, plus 135 on the money line for the Falcons who are at home. All right, there you go. 
There is our bets, courtesy of our friends at Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. NFL picks, NHL picks, all locked in. But we're going to be back tomorrow with another weekend edition of Oilers Nation every day. Also, Liam and I, and Bag Milk, and Rick and Dan are all hopping over to do a fresh episode of Oilers Nation Radio, where Harner Ryan Singh is going to stop by for a quick visit as well. So, plenty of content still coming out today and tomorrow on Oilers Nation. Two o'clock puck drop between the Oilers and Stars as well. Shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca, Sherwood Ford, the giant sponsor of all of our game day shows. Like I said, we'll be live same time tomorrow. So enjoy your Friday night. And we hope to see you then. Cheers. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.